that's the worst thing for an inexperienced marathon runner you look if you look back at your splits you'll go oh i was on i was on i was on pace until this runs radio episode 1192 starts in three two Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, no real sponsor today, but do want to remind you that I've got a little something that you might find useful. And sometimes when these things happen where it kind of, you know, coordinates pretty good with the uh, the episode, it really is unintentional today. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. It was intentional. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about running easy at uh, uh, for a decent chunk of today's episode, a little bit of heart rate training, a little bit of kind of zone two, just in, in, just in general, running easy, the benefits of it why it's important, yada, yada, yada. And uh, you may have heard, you may not have, in, in, in which case, if you haven't heard, not, now I'm about to tell you, uh, I've got a little giveaway, a little uh, like kind of seven seven slides. You can call it a PDF. You can call it a, a whatever you want to call it of uh, tips as far as heart rate training goes. If you've been around here for a while, you know that I've been all in on heart rate training for the better part of, goodness gracious, like six years now. And uh, I, I it's been revolutionary. It's been a game changer for me. And uh, I, I've yet to meet a runner who I who I wouldn't say would benefit from some level of running easy, slowing down, making sure to really train their their aerobic system a little bit stronger. Whether that's hardcore heart rate training or or you know some of the various iterations of of running easy most of the time. Uh, all that said, if you want some tips, some things I've learned, maybe the hard way, maybe through experience, maybe to try to help smooth that process out for you, you can get the the giveaway. Again, it's like a short PDF, uh, nothing, nothing massive, nothing major, nothing that's going to take you, uh, hours to try to comb through just some real sweet, short, sweet bullet points, some things that you might learn. Also some, uh, some links to, uh, further research, further evidence in case you want to dig a little bit deeper into some of the research, some of the science, some of the, um, I don't want to say the minutia, but that like that, like if you want to get your, your, your hands dirty, you can get your hands dirty. If you want to stay more superficial, we got you covered there. One way or the other, disruns.com slash heart rate keys is the link. Disruns.com slash heart rate keys, all one word, uh, no dashes, no spaces, none of that kind of good stuff. Uh, enter your name, enter your email address. I'll send that right over to you. And, uh, hopefully it'll help you out. If you're, uh, interested in dipping your toes in the heart rate training waters, maybe you've done it recently and you're struggling a little bit. Hopefully it'll help you stay the course um, because it takes a little while to pay off. But once it starts to pay off, whew, it's game changer, game changer. Anyway, this runs.com slash heart rate keys. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, my guest today is someone that I started following on Twitter or, or I don't know what X, whatever it's called these days. We, we, we got connected there recently. And uh, I got to say, and this isn't just me trying to, you know, pump him up before we get started. Uh, his posts have have really stood out to me recently in in a very good way. They they get my attention. I'm always glad I see them. They make me think a little bit, um, learning learning some things. And so obviously seeing those a few times, it didn't take long to be like, hey, let's let's have a conversation that's more than however many characters Elon allows us these days, 260 or something like that. Let's let's get on and chat a little bit. Um, but he posts great content, health, fitness. He's run a couple of marathons, 
And if his bio is to be believed, he's uh, working towards an Ironman as well. So really diving into the uh, the endurance world. He's got a, a strength training background, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. So lots of good things to talk about today. Hopefully some good good bits of advice and things to learn. Um, so let's get the party started and welcome Mr. Sam Gibbons to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Sam. Appreciate you being here. Hey, Danny. Thanks for having me, mate. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to get on and meet you, not quite in person, but at least have a proper conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Next, next best, next best thing, you know, Twitter conversations are fun, but uh, let's, let's, you know, chat a little bit and, and uh, yeah, maybe, maybe somewhere down the line, who knows, pass, pass Mike cross, <laughs> get, get the passport out, whatever. Um, but yeah, for now, this. I am coming, I'm coming to a wedding in the States next year. So All be right. careful what you wish for. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I'll have my, my running shoes ready. Uh, anyway, y'all, if you want to follow along on, on Sam's Twitter and, and learn some things. And, and like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I've seen a tweet yet that I've been like, like every tweet is a good tweet. What I'm trying to say at the Sam Gibbons, T H E S A M G I B B O N S on Twitter at the Sam Gibbons, uh, disruns.com slash 1192. That's the link for the show notes today. Obviously we'll have Sam's Twitter, uh, link linked up there. Uh, make it real easy for you if you're out and about and, and don't want to whip open the, uh, the X app or the Twitter app or again, whatever, whatever we're calling it these days. Um, you just go back to the show notes today and we'll link to anything else we talk about today. Uh, all, all the, the typical, tomfoolery that shows up in the show notes will be there disruns.com slash one one nine two so sam the way we always start off uh, each episode of the show with a simple question um that, that just kind of is a, is a good conversation starter and that's just to simply ask what is your favorite distance to race and why that is a great question um the uh, Maybe slightly controversially, I'm going to start this by saying I don't really classify myself as a runner. Um, I'm like an I'm an accidental runner, so I think my favourite distance is probably a full marathon because I like that it hurts. Uh, I like the sense of occasion, um, but obviously you don't get to do those too often. So so far I've, I've just hit the two, and that might be why it's my favourite because it's a little bit of a, a treat, if you like. It's all the, the hard work, um, the sort of unsexy, you know, 5.30, 6am runs and in the dark, in the drizzle here in London um, that then come together for for what what's usually or has been so far for me a, a very special day. So, yeah, it's, it's the marathon for me, I think. I, Are I, you? Any, any particular favourite? Oh, I mean, it's probably the marathon for me as well. I... I, I um... I feel like I do. I, I have dialed in the performance for a half marathon a little bit better, probably because it's shorter distance. So it's a little bit easier to kind of control and anticipate and, and how mm. you're going to feel. Um, but yeah, the challenge of the marathon is is still the the allure of that distance and, and something that I, that I enjoy. But I, I love how you start the con- or start the, the answer to that question by going, well, you know, I, yeah, I'm not I'm, like kind of hedging on on uh, level of runner that you are. And then, and then my favorite distance is a marathon. Like, like, come on, man. Like if you're running, if, if you run a marathon, like there's no, there's no debate in my mind about level of, of runner. Am I a real runner? Am I not? Whatever. Like, uh, you know, 40, since, since you're in the UK, we'll try to speak kilometers, 42.2 K, uh, that, that qualifies as a solid runner right there. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, yeah, I, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. So, um, like you said, d- done a couple marathons, enjoyed it, and I like kind of alluded to in the in the intro a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't think running has been um, your thing for for years and years and years. But but where where did you decide to get started in the sport, um, Sam? 
Yeah. So, I mean, to go, go way back, you know, always playing sport growing up. So here in the UK, uh, when I started football, uh, soccer, um, <laughs> was, was the big one. Um, and then around the age of sort of 13 or so, I started playing rugby. Um, so really running was just something I did because you have to do it to get around the field. It was always kind of my least favorite thing to do i was never that good at it i didn't like being out of breath um and it was just something it was the boring thing you had to do to get to where the ball was to do the fun thing so fast forward um probably 10 12 years or so um i stopped playing rugby but i'd gotten in more to fitness and specifically more lifting weights gym-based stuff um a bit of crossfit as well which kind of started to tickle on the the aerobic endurance side of things um one of my mates from university who i used to play rugby with calls me up one day and says um sam i'm doing the paris marathon um the guy that i signed up to do it with has just dropped out do you fancy it so i was like yeah right i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) and that was kind of it and then i was like well okay, I'm going to run a marathon. Let's start running. Um, and just, I think I kind of fell in love with it a little bit. Um, yeah. And then to be fair, I say I fell in love with it. I did the Paris marathon back in 2021 mm-hmm. and it took me two years to run another full marathon. I did the London marathon in uh, April this year. Um, on my birthday actually. Um, so yeah, I've, kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent there and almost forgotten what the question was but hopefully that <laughs> that answers it in a no, yeah, kind of roundabout it, it, way. it certainly does and in you know it's it's i don't want to i don't know that it's surprising there's no shortage of people and i guess i'm i'm one as well who you know like you said didn't really enjoy the running but it was a necessary bit of whatever other athletic endeavor that, that you were participating in and and so you put up with it and then you know dot 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 at some point you, you get a little bit older maybe it's a little bit harder to get you know, 22 guys out on the pitch to, to play soccer or football or, or American football or, or whatever, play rugby. Um, maybe the fear of injury as you get a little bit older from some of those type of sports. Gets yeah, a bit higher well, we, can, we can dive into that because I've broken this, that and the other. It's actually probably a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> I, I, I'm always a good injury talk guy. I, I, my, my background is in athletic training or, or I guess kind of sports physio uh, is I think kind of more mm. of the, the terminology across the pond. But um yeah, running just athletic injuries in general, like that's that's always an exciting topic. So yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that for sure. Um, but but then you know, as as adults, you know, sometimes it's 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 a buddy. Sometimes you just stumble into it somehow, you know, on on your own. But like, hey, this is something I can do. A little bit of of thrill of competition, a little bit. Um, but it, it, you know, in general, not not that uh, you never see people who have more of a strength training background that all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but work their way up into longer term endurance stuff. Um, but I would say that's probably less, I don't know, maybe less common than, than other routes where maybe, you know, there's some strength training involved, but not so much of a gym based situation. But I guess, I guess where I'm going with the question is, um, you know, your, your, your buddy calls you, Hey, you want to run this Paris marathon? Yeah, sure. Whatever. No, no factor. Do you have any idea what you were getting yourself into? No, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, uh, I I didn't. I do think I try and I try and live my life. So we had this this thing uh, in my rugby team at university. We always talk about being a yes man. Mm. So, you know, 
it was mainly to do with things around like you know if some if volunteers are needed you know who's going to pick up the pads at the end of training who's going to pick up the balls at the end of training be a yes man put your hand up say yeah that i'll do that hands up not out is another way of putting it and i tried to bring that in sort of my life in in general because you know if i if i say yes and i give it a go and i get injured don't make it to the start line at least i tried or i get 30k round or 20 miles round and and I, I don't finish for whatever reason at least i tried and it would be a good story um so no i i don't think i really appreciated how tough it was going to be but i was always going to say yes if that makes sense yeah it totally does and and um another connection i'm, I'm kind of making in there that it's maybe kind of along this this line of not quite sure what you're getting yourself into but hey you need to say yes and, and give it a shot um, I've talked to a few CrossFitters in my day, or, or I've you know, talked to some runners that also do CrossFit sometimes as well. And uh, it, it always, you know, puts a smile on, on my face as a runner where it's like, you know, in, in CrossFit, and maybe I'm painting with a very broad brush here, but like, you know, a long CrossFit run might be 800 meters. It might be a thousand meters, you know, a mile yeah. at the most is like, is like a, a long CrossFit run. Um, and of course for runners, it's like, oh, a mile. Like I haven't even worked the kinks yeah. out in a mile. Like I haven't even hardly broken a sweat in a mile. Um, and they don't even talk about it in terms of miles. It's like two laps of the gym or it's right. like to that third lamppost and back four times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because if we said a mile, people would be like, Oh, I don't know if I can do a mile, Well, I can do, I can do the lamppost three times and back. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I guess, I, so, so again, just, just kind of a little chuckle in terms of, you know, saying yes to a marathon. Um, when, when that, at least as I'm understanding, you know, that type of endurance wasn't, wasn't your forte, um, at all at that point so leading to the question then how did how did the preparation for the first marathon go i mean you know like almost feel like you're starting from scratch to build up to to marathon yeah i, I mean you're gonna laugh so it was eight weeks that i had um <laughs> i'm gonna laugh you're right <laughs> <laughs> to prepare um so yeah i mean my background, I'm actually I'm a qualified PT as well, so I do have a you know decent understanding of the human body, anatomy, and how it works. I'm not just one of these blokes who's got a Twitter account and too much time on his hands. Right. Um, so I did sit down, and I was like, right, this is going to be a bit of an ask. Went on the internet, did a bit of research, and the shortest plan I could find was like 12 weeks. I couldn't find anything that started with less than that. So I sort of looked at one of these runner's world plans or wherever it was from. Um, that was, it was yeah, 12 or 16 weeks. And I got the calendar out, right. I've got eight weeks and then I started mapping back. So what are the big runs that I need to get? So I think the biggest run I did in prep was 30 K. Mm -hmm. um, so the last 12 K of that first marathon was just, like complete unknown i didn't have a clue what was going to happen after the 30k i did know it was going to hurt um but yeah i mapped out the kind of the big runs that i needed and tried to give myself as small jumps as i could if that makes sense mm -hmm. so i went through a bit of a kind of a base phase it was like two weeks <laughs> <laughs> and then started knocking off like 15k 15k to 18k 18 to 22 22 to 25 25 to 28 up to 30 and then kind of coming back down to kind of taper in um 
and to, what did play into my favor was that background with strength training so although i was quite heavy so i'm a little bit lighter now than i was then but i was 95 kilos which times by 2.2 for the americans probably about 210 pounds yeah, as you say about 200 plus or minus which gives us at least an idea yeah um so reasonably heavy but joints in pretty good nick um you know was doing all my my back squats my single leg stuff um core strength maybe not quite where it could have been which is something i've looked at improving the last couple of years um but i did have you know certain advantages and from the athletic side of things playing rugby working out crossfit i knew that when things did start to get a little bit sticky i could just focus on putting one foot in front of the other and, and kind of digging it out and just doing what needed to be done um so a bit of a kind of youthful arrogance kind of approach to it bit of do a bit of research and you know give it your best and it'll be all right on the night kind of uh kind of approach <laughs> you know to to be fair um and, and i won't bore you with the whole story but um you know eight weeks of like good good training or at least you know structured thought out like here's kind of the plan work backwards and and, and let's see what happens um it's probably better than my approach for the first marathon where uh, <laughs> i ran 14 miles the week before the marathon and that was my longest run and i legitimately thought and i was running like one time a week i was doing a long run every week and that was the only run i was doing um and i legitimately thought that like well, i've gone more than halfway so <laughs> You know, you're like, I'm in. I'm in. I've yeah. absolutely yeah. nailed this. Yeah, this is no no factor to go the other. Yeah, you know, done 14. Well, I just got to do 12 more. That's less than 14. And, That'll be easy. Um, and how did, was that? It did not go well. It did not go well at all. Um, I, I I was I was really good for about 15 or 16 miles, and then mm. the problem was there were another 10 or 11 miles, and I was yeah. really not good for that that last little yeah. bit. Um, which sounds okay you're like oh i can run 10 miles yeah and then you get to mile 16 you're like oh 10 miles yeah. really far yeah 10 miles on its own yeah. you know i could have handled that no factor but yeah. 10 miles with with a 16 mile warm-up i was not prepared <laughs> for that situation so so again you know eight to eight weeks maybe not the ideal scenario the ideal runway but better than than what i had when i didn't know what yeah. i was doing and didn't even think to research it the other thing I should add as well that actually massively played into my favor was that at this point, me and one of my mates actually owned and ran a gym together. Mm. Um, so at that point, I wasn't working a, a nine to five. Uh, I was literally in the gym right. every day, right. um, which meant like I didn't have to get up at stupid o'clock to go for my runs. Like I could do them in the middle of the day when the gym was quiet and then I could take half an hour. Uh, at the end of the day when the gym was quiet and stretch out and things like that. Uh, um, so I should, yeah, add that as well. I did massively, that massively helped for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot. Yeah. Anytime you can, you can, anytime you're running a marathon and training for a marathon, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a time commitment. And when you've got that type of flexibility mm. in the schedule to, to make it, I don't want to say easy, but a little bit easier to get the time in and yeah. get the time on your feet, uh, certainly, certainly helps. So, um, how did that first marathon go? You know, training maybe in a vacuum, not ideal, but, you know, as best you could given the, given the circumstance, it sounds like. Um, and like you said, you had some advantages with the strength training and, and kind of that and, and just the sports background that, that have a little bit of, of the mental strength. And also just, I mean, there's some base there from years and years of, of playing sports. So, uh, you know, get to Paris. How's, uh, how's the first marathon shake out? 
Yeah, so obviously, you know, get travel, as you say, get to Paris. Being in Europe is amazing because from London to Paris uh, on the Eurostar on the train, it's like two hours or something, and you arrive from the middle of London to the middle of Paris. Brilliant. What me and George didn't think about was that the best preparation for a marathon isn't to do 15,000 steps touristing around Paris, going up the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> uh, stopping at all the, all the boulangeries and having croissants and cheese. There may have been a beer the night before at dinner. Um, so again, amateur hour on the prep, I'm going to say. But... We got there, we got to the start line, amateur hour 2.0, I realised my shorts didn't have zip-up pockets and my little free train thing, I kind of had space on my phone, my hotel key and two gels. I'd planned for like five gels, so I've got pictures somewhere, me running the marathon with a gel stuffed in each of my socks, <laughs> so I didn't have anywhere else to keep them. Um so yeah, it was awesome. Me and yeah, me and George got there. Um started um met another English guy at the start who was actually running it in a pair of kind of like Roman sandals. Mm. So he was telling us about it. He's he's like a barefoot runner. Right. Um and obviously you don't want to run actually barefoot in case you stand on something sharp, but these things were like as thin as you can get, kind of right. laced around his feet. So we so I was just you know, running, chatting with him, nice and casual, nice and easy. Um it was all fun and games until we sort of got to the, the kind of halfway mark, about 21, 22K, at which point um, me and George had agreed beforehand, we'll run it together to a point. Mm. Like, we'll run it together until one of us can't keep up and then it's just see you at the finish line. So we got separated just after half. Um, and then, yeah, again pretty good next 10k it was when i really got to 30 32k um got a stitch at 32k which i just couldn't get rid of uh it's one of those we were running along thinking can you actually die from a stitch <laughs> and you're like i wish i googled this earlier and then it's like oh, I, pro I probably won't die so i'll just keep running and hope it goes away which it didn't and i think that was because so france obviously very famous for food they had cake like at, at the at the stops you know normally so there, there's water mm -hmm. and maybe an energy gel or two maybe some sweets they had actual cake and i like my food so i was like i'll have a bit of that okay. <laughs> so i think i probably had a couple slices of cake on the way around that i shouldn't have done and then yeah last 10k really painful didn't enjoy it at all was literally just trying to get to the end finished up got round in four hours and 27 minutes um because i wanted to do it in under four hours um so i was a bit disappointed with that but actually at the end i was just so happy it was over right. um so yeah i don't know was your experience with the, the 14 mile longest run something similar to that i expect i mean yeah except except like i said earlier like, like the wheels really fell off uh you know 15 16 miles so whatever that would be 20 25 26 27 k uh, mm -hmm. versus versus getting all the way up to 31 32k before it, it went sideways and and uh yeah I, I had the same thing like I, I that was i didn't tell you that earlier but like yeah i was going to run it in under four like that was you know i because i ran a 10k 
and like and like hard ran a 10k in like 57 minutes and i was like well 10k times four that's basically a marathon if i could do a 10k in 57 minutes times four well then i can do a marathon in less than four hours or write about it four hours and and uh yeah i missed that mark by you know some 90 odd minutes i was 535 or five and i wasn't even like necessarily on pace for four hours i might have been close but probably on pace for closer to like 415 420 until then i just walked the last mm. basically just walked the last 10 11 miles so um, yeah yeah not not ideal um but got it done the, sorry go ahead sorry i was gonna say that's the worst thing for an inexperienced marathon runner you look if you look back at your splits you'll go oh i was on i was on mm. i was on pace until right 10k to go and then you just watch your splits fall off the edge of a cliff well and, and maybe the problem is is that you were on pace for what you hoped to do, but yeah. you didn't know better. You didn't know well enough to be like, that pace is, is too much. Like that's, that's too aggressive yeah. of a time, especially for a first marathon. Yeah. So for me, not to always make this about me, but it's my show for me. I got to the finish line and I mean, before to the finish line, you know, I was, I was still, I was still in my death march towards the finish line going, this is the dumbest thing ever. Um, I will absolutely never do this again. Running is stupid. People who run are stupid. Um, <laughs> being out here still at this time is stupid. I might as well just walk off the course, but I do kind of want the medal. So I'm going to, I'm going to get to the finish. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I di- I'm going to get to the finish line so I can say I did it. Check the box, bucket list done, marathon completed. Never going to do this again. Um, how similar was that to your experience? Or did you, did you get to the finish line going, all right, well, maybe, maybe. Nah, it was exactly the same. I got to the finish line. The worst bit was I had to wait for George because <laughs> I'm going to throw a minute. I beat him by about 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Unlucky, mate. Um, so I was sitting around. I was literally just sitting on a curb. There was, it was literally just us two. So no one had come to watch us. There was no one there for us to meet at the end. I was just sat at the end of the marathon. You feel terrible. And as you say, it's like, I'm never doing that again. Um, yeah, I think, and I guess I think most people would say the same thing after their first go round. Because how long did it take you it to t- go again? It, I ran my next one the following year, the same race the following year. But it was okay, mostly due good. to, to, I guess, peer pressure of other people that had run the race <laughs> and that, you know, were like, come on, you should do it again. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do this again. Never going to do this again. And then, and then I did. And then, and then I you know, flipped the scale to the other end, overtrained, broken down, dealing with IT issues, you know, IT band issues um, going into the race because I was trying to be so prepared this time. And then actually did worse in that race because I got to, I got to about 12 miles before the IT band was just ridiculous. Probably should have walked off the course, but but <laughs> stuck it out and and walked hobbled for the the rest of the race. But um, took you a couple years. What what was it that that got you changing your mind to be like, well, maybe I'll try this marathon thing again? Yeah, well, a couple of things. So I I, I was running a bit. I started to develop a bit of an interest in hybrid fitness so you know being able to lift with the lifters run with the runners be a bit of a jack of all trades and a, a master of none potentially but sort of semi-decent at everything and then i looked and the london marathon this year fell on my 27th birthday 23rd of april um Please no one steal my identity. No, I've just given that information away. <laughs> um, I was like, that's pretty awesome. I, I'm going to have to do that. And I'd noticed back in October. So I had enough time to, you know, get get myself squared away and actually 
take this one a little bit more seriously. So I felt like it wouldn't be as painful as the first one. I think I was probably incorrect in thinking that. I think it probably was just as painful. Um, but yeah, that was that was the reason really. Uh, just it's your birthday. You got an interest in hybrid fitness. You want to see what you can do. Gotcha. Um, I love this idea of hybrid fitness. I want to dig into that a little bit if you if you don't mind. Yeah, man. please. Where did where like I don't know that I've ever heard that term, but I kind of guess I, I guess I kind of have, have had that thought of you know like to me it's just being well rounded right like like being yeah. able to to pick up the kids and carry the groceries or do the do the different things with with having the strength to to just kind of live life and and hopefully avoid injury that way obviously I'm a runner so like you know building the running fitness and things like that are important and and I certainly believe that there's a lot of benefit to runners and just endurance athletes in general to having a, a strength foundation and, and doing regular strength training. Um, but, but when did this idea of, of really kind of, like you said, Jack of all trades, master of none going into to hybrid fitness, it, had that been percolating for a while or where did that kind of come from onto your radar? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I guess I'd, I'd always had an interest, especially from rugby, you know, it's, it's our equivalent of American football, right? It's, you know, very physical, Athleticism is sort of highly prized. And you see these people who just seem to be able to do everything. They can run for days. They're big. They're strong. They're fast. And that always fascinated me. And then there's a guy over here in the UK called Fergus Crawley. Um, who He's got a YouTube channel. He's, he's on Instagram and all this stuff. So like 100,000 followers. And he does some really interesting stuff so for example he i think he did a five i'm just trying to think i'm trying not to like mess his things up but stuff like a 500 pound back squat and then a 50k run in the same day um he did a double distance ironman triathlon um he you know and i just find that kind of thing like fascinating like I don't know I think maybe ultimately it's just that I'm greedy and I want to be able to do everything um but that is what got me into it and now I'm training in that way I actually feel better than I've ever felt before I feel not as strong as I've ever felt but my body feels better I feel fitter um I'm sort of as a almost a side effect I feel happier with the way that I look as well than I have done in the past. It, yeah, I think maybe it's just something that I've found my niche in and really thoroughly enjoyed getting into. Gotcha. Just, just a quick side note while I'm thinking about it. Um, but along the lines of, of Fergus, I don't know that I've, I've heard of Fergus. Maybe I have, but I'll ask you, Sam, have you heard of, of Mike Samuels? He, he does some of that similar type of stuff. He's, and he's UK based as well. I think he's, he's maybe Southampton or he's down by the coast somewhere. Um, I've not come across him, no. Yeah, he did. He did. He was on the podcast maybe a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, anyway, he he did something recently, and I'm gonna probably screw up the. But he did maybe like a a thousand pound, like not a thousand pound deadlift, but like a three sets, you know, like like a like a powerlifting thing of, of a thousand pounds total deadlift. Powerlifting total. Right, and like then the squat into, deadlift bench into a hundred mile run. Um, yeah, like awesome. in the same day, so very similar type of of challenge. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just crazy. Like to think of, you know, that type of weight, but then to go out and run, to, to have the strength to do that. And then also to be able to, yeah. to have the endurance, like, yeah, it's, it's, 
that's uh, pretty well-rounded and, and makes sense bringing it back to you that like you feel fitter and you feel healthier and you feel stronger by, by having, you know, instead of all one or all the other, all the strength or all the endurance, um, mm. a nice blend of both. Yeah, a hundred percent. And while we're on the subject of kind of hybrid athletes doing interesting stuff, you guys have uh, Nick Bear over there in America. Have you come across him? I'm not familiar. Oh, he's he's worth a look. He's uh, he's, he's the guy behind BPN Sups, okay. Bear Performance Nutrition. Um, but he comes at it from almost a slightly different angle because he's focused almost on like aesthetics and bodybuilding, but then also like runs marathons and, and hundred hundred mile races, which I think is, I'm not, I'm not particularly interested in the bodybuilding side of things, but I do think it is interesting just the, the mix of the two. So he's, he's another one that's uh, worth having a look at if you're, uh, if you're interested. Yeah. Always, always looking out for, for, I mean, just obviously people doing crazy things, but also inspiring yeah. and, and, you know, things that we can learn from and, and things of that nature. Um, so how is London, Sam? How is the London Marathon? You know, the, a little bit more prepared. Like you said, maybe still just as difficult, which which I think that's fair because I, I don't think it's ever easy to run a marathon <laughs> if you're at least pushing even remotely. You know, trying to trying to push even remotely hard or fast or whatever you want to call it. But um, preparation a little bit different this time. How is how is the the London Marathon? Yeah, so preparation a lot more solid. Gave myself sixteen weeks. Um. And it was kind of my first real experiment with properly training for a, for an endurance event, but then also trying to increase strength in, in various different lifts as well. So that was interesting because I did uh, all my own programming, all my own plan, all that, all that stuff, which was interesting from a programming and training point of view. Um, but yeah, I, so the only complaint I'd have, London in the winter, mm-hmm. cold and dark um a lot of cold dark runs of the morning um i don't know what's the climate like over there i think you guys are probably a bit luckier than us in terms of weather right well i mean it it depends where you are because we, we've got you know s- some parts of the of the states where it's certainly um cer- equally as dark arguably colder with lots of snow mm. and things like that yeah for sure um and then you know where i'm at down a little bit farther south i used to live in florida now we're one state farther north but still very much considered south where our our winter is probably temperature wise somewhat equivalent to yours we we might get into freezing temperatures a little bit but we don't stay there you know but, but we're typically in that just just a tick above freezing you know so for us the high 30s low 40s for you probably you know high single digits of of celsius somewhere in that range where it's it's chilly um but we don't get much rain in the winter time so it's it's a dry yeah. dry chilly but but yeah you know it's it's depends where you are in the states in terms of what the best time of year to train for a marathon is because you know, training farther up north in the summertime for a fall race, you know, it might be hot a little bit in the summer, but it might only theoretically a couple of weeks here or random days here and there versus for us down here in the summertime. Man, it's just oppressive from, you know, yeah. May, May through the end of September. It's just hot all the time. And there's you can at least get out before the sun rises, but it's still hot. It's just yeah. the sun isn't a factor. So <laughs> there's no good time to train for a marathon, I think, or at least the, time, yeah. the, the best time to train for a marathon results in the not best time to run the actual race, the best time yeah. to run the race is typically not a great time to train. It's, you know, damned if you do one way or the other, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, apart from me complaining about the weather, like a classic stereotypical <laughs> English person, um, I was, so I, I started 
and I was having a look and I was looking at all these running programs and most of them need you to run like five, six days a week. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. The most I can run is three days a week. So one long run, one medium run, and then one kind of short, sharp, fast run was essentially the, the blueprint. Um, yeah, was a lot more considered this time. And to be honest, learned a, a whole new set of lessons about training for and running a marathon because I made a whole other set of mistakes to the ones that I made the first time, which I guess is good news because you don't want to repeat a mistake. Um, and yeah, interesting to, to find out a few a few new bits as well. And I feel like the next marathon that I go for, I'll be double double prepared for it. Hopefully, so yeah. Hopefully. Um, at the risk of asking the most obvious follow-up question in, in podcast <laughs> history, what were some of the lessons learned the second time around that uh, some of those, those mistakes made in round two? Yeah, so didn't spend enough time. My, essentially, my easy days were too hard and my hard days were too easy, um, which I don't know if that is a cliche yet. Like, does everyone know this yet? I feel like it's something a lot of like you see it a lot and a lot of people are now talking about it. But I feel like it's kind of still a, a bit new information. I feel like there are still people out there going, no, that's 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 not that's not right, that's not true. You yeah, don't agree. So I think I definitely didn't spend enough time in sort of zone two, if you like. And I think I thought I was in zone two, and actually I was I was going too hard. I maybe had a you know I do a run of a, an average heart rate of maybe one fifty BPM. My watch would say you're in zone two, and I'd say brilliant. But actually I hadn't stopped to think about it properly. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Also pacing on, on the actual day. Um, I got way too excited. I ran with the three and a half hour pacer until 16, 17 miles and then ran the slowest nine miles of my life uh, <laughs> to finish it off. So that was a big one. And then a lot about nutrition as well. Um, probably wasn't getting enough carbs in in my training and actually thinking back it was incredibly stupid because i'd go out for like a 20k training run no water no energy gels you know i'd be running it'd be a you know a slow run so maybe a half marathon in an hour and 45 to two hours and i wouldn't eat or drink anything mm. why <laughs> so yeah you look back at it you're like god so that was so stupid but very easy mistakes to make i think um, and, and yes, I, I think they're easy m- mistakes to make. And, and I think that if, if a lot of us are honest, uh, myself, hundred percent included, um, we've made a lot of those same mistakes. Like, like, I, I feel like sometimes <laughs> those, those, some of those things, and, and I want to dig a little bit more into the, the running easy. Cause I, that's something I've noticed you tweeting a lot about and posting a lot about of, of staying out of the gray area, running, running proper zone two. Um, and, and I'm all, I'm all in on that. I've, I've been drinking the heart rate training Kool-Aid for five or six years now, or maybe uh, probably about five years, five and a half years. And, and um, it's so counterintuitive at first, especially in kind of the, the go, you know, and maybe it's cause I, I'm kind of self-employed. So I kind of hear a lot of the hustle culture and work hard and, and, you know, always, always be going, always be grinding. And, you know, I mean, and there's a lot of that in the, the, the athlete world as well, the, the world of sport of just, you know, grind and work hard and no pain and no gain and all those types of, of cliched statements that, 
maybe sorta have have some kernel of truth to him, but at least when it comes to building aerobic fitness and aerobic endurance, um, probably not much of a kernel of truth because it is it is you know you got to you got to train at a low intensity to build that aerobic base, um, and and to your point, and I agree wholeheartedly, it's it's sometimes it almost feels natural to like that natural pace. If you're not being careful with it, it's too hard to be easy, mm. but it's certainly too easy to get the benefits of, of hard, higher intensity training. It's just kind of that gray area where it doesn't really move your fitness forward almost at all. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned there about it being a grind and that, that kind of hustle mindset. I actually think running slow is a grind. Um, it doesn't feel like a grind in the moment because you're not suffering you're not breathing heavy but actually putting on your trainers and, and going for a two-hour run and everyone's lapping you and you're bored because you're not trying that hard so there's no real mental pressure for you to kind of play with i think that i think it's a grind but in a different way and in a more subtle way and not in the way that that people expect and i think that's why a lot of people never reach their potential in terms of distance running because they're they're not willing to trust the process essentially yeah i it, again complete complete agreement and and um i mean i remember when i when i got started with the heart rate training kind of philosophy or, or really like committing to it and and when i when i bought in i said i'm gonna do this for a year i'm gonna give it 12 mm. months um or maybe 13 because i think i started in december and i think i said i'm gonna do you know all of the next year um, and, and even if it feels like it's not working, it's not doing anything, of course, I'll, I'll be paying attention to stats and, and running some kind of aerobic tests and things like that along the way. But like, even if it feels like it's not working, I'm going to give it this next year before I draw any firm conclusions. And I think I was about three or four months in and I was like, oh yeah, this, this works. It's working. It just, it just took three or four months to really see any yeah. kernel of like, I'm not losing fitness. I'm not, I'm not losing some of that top end, but I'm gaining the base that allows the top end to, to move forward yeah. even more. And how could you tell what at that kind of three, four month mark when you're like, this is working, how did, what made you realize? So, so yeah. So what, what happened was I started this in, in the beginning of this, it might've even been two months where I really started seeing the light bulb go on. Um, I ran a local trail half marathon. And I had never run a, tra I'd run on the trails before and it weren't technical trails. It was more of kind of grassy rolling hill type of, of, uh, of a course. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd never run a trail race before. And I, but I'd run on the trails enough to know that running on the trails is not the same thing as running on the roads and energy transfer and yada, yada, yada. Um, and at that point, I think my half marathon PR was somewhere in the neighborhood of like a, an hour 50. And I said, I have no idea what to expect in this trail half marathon but I've been running for now, whatever it is, two months or, or nine weeks, 10 weeks, something like that of, of really just consistently easy pace running in, you know, 11 minutes per mile, 12 minutes per mile, trying to keep my heart rate in, in the proper zones. And I said, I'm just going to go out and run hard for this 13 miles and, and see what happens. And I, I ended up running, I think 158 or 150, basically with, to me within the margin of error of my PR for a road race on a wet, rainy trail, trail race conditions. Yeah. Um, and like, I was working hard, but it was, it was even fairly even splits, you know, like, like it was mm. like, Oh, I didn't lose that top end of just running quote unquote slow for eight, nine, 10 weeks. Um, and so that was enough to convince me that like, I'm not going to forget, 
for lack of a better way of saying it. I'm not going to forget how to run fast by running slow. Yeah. Maybe there is something to this. And then it was just kind of st- kept building from there. Yeah. And it's interesting. So I'm, I'm keeping a track of it, the progress. So I'm, I'm playing a little game with myself. I'm doing 10 Ks, but the PB is with an average heart rate on the run of below 140. Mm-hmm. So when I started on this little crusade and started running again <clears throat> properly uh, six or eight weeks ago now, I did a one hour and six minute 10K with an average heart rate under 140. Now my actual 10K PB is like 42 minutes. Right. right. So like it's <laughs> slow. But it's come down now to an hour and three minutes mm-hmm. and my heart rate's still sub 140. So you look at that and you think, well, that's in six to eight weeks. And I've taken, you know, that amount of time off, off my 10K without even really trying, let's be honest. Right. So you can, yeah, you can see it working for sure. And I also think as well, you mentioned the top end there. If you look at someone's marathon split, splits, and this is definitely true for me, I think it's true for most people, it's not a lack of top end that slows people down. It's a lack of volume available to them, if that makes sense. They always lose the time that they're after in the last six miles or 10K. Right. right. Well, so I- what does that tell you? It tells you that Go on. No, no, I was just, I, I, I mean, I guess I'll kind of answer your question. I feel like we're on enough of the same wavelength where I can, I can finish that thought. It tells you that, that the endurance is, is lacking. The ability to maintain that pace at the, at the end of a longer run. Um, and, and, and I'm not here to talk bad about 400 meter repeats or hill repeats. Those are beneficial and oh, there's time a, and a place for absolutely them. Absolutely a place for them. But you can hammer 100%. 400 meters all you want. That doesn't help you from mile 20 to mile 26 to maintain a, <laughs> eight minute pace, nine minute, whatever that, that average pace that you're going for. Like that's, that's not where you're going to get that. No, yeah, I completely agree. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And it should, you know, 80% easy, 20% hard is kind of the way I structure it. Um, yeah, I think it's, it <laughs> sounds really simple when you say it like that, but you know, and I feel like I've, 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 thought this and maybe had conversations like this as well but like i I love the point it sounds really simple it is really simple but how (laughs) how often and 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 again i mean you could you can look at it just in terms of this this you know kind of heart rate or or effort-based training of of running you can look at it in terms of of so many things in in human history and in human life these days where it's like it's really not that whatever it is saving saving money building building wealth yeah. through saving and compound interest it's not <laughs> it's not complicated it's simple just, it's the simple not easy. to do it you know and it's it, yeah. it's not complicated to 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 do heart rate training but it's the discipline and it's the the humbling your ego or or you know cutting down the ego of like i can't i not that i can't i'm choosing not to run every run at not quite race pace, but certainly not easy pace. Um, so that it looks good on Strava, mm. or so that it looks good when I, when I post my run yeah. somewhere or, or just, just so I, I feel like, like I'm running fast. Um, but if you, if, if you don't overcomplicate what is not that complicated, you know, it's, it's, it works. There's a reason, you know, yeah. they're, they're like, and, and, mm-hmm. and even making it, you know, talk about fitness and, and I'll shut up here and let you, you chime in. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, bench press, squat, 
lunge, like some of these basic exercises, deadlift, hip hinge, whatever. You know, like there's these handful pull ups, like like all these exercises are great, and yet we always try to co- overcomplicate. Like, well, we can do this superset and this in this way of max yeah. loading and this way of, of, and not that those things don't also work and don't have a time and a place, but the basic basic principles and these basic exercises are not overly complicated. By God, they're effective. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's two. I've got two things in my in my head here. So. First thing you mentioned around ego, and I think it's so interesting because there's two sides to ego, and it's almost like the two halves of a marathon. First half of a marathon, you just have to kill your ego. Because mm-hmm. if you let your ego force you to race everyone around you, you're going to crash and burn, you're going to go too fast, and that's game over. Second half of a marathon, when it really starts to hurt, you actually want a bit of ego to keep you going because if you don't have any ego, you just roll over and die and take it and say, hey, it hurts too badly, I won't finish it. You need the ego then to say, actually, I'm not going to let myself stop. So I think that's quite an interesting mental balance to play on the ego side. And I feel like um, I tweet about <laughs> ego a fair bit because I think a lot of the mistakes that I've made in my life to date have probably been the result of, of ego. And I think for most people, just a bit less ego is, is always a good thing. And then on the the uh, lifting and strength side, completely agree with, with what you just said, like the compound lifts and, and the basics are the basics for a reason. And I think with lifting, with running, whatever it may be, social media world that we live in, everyone's looking for the next new best thing that's going to get them a PB in the gym, get them a marathon PB. But actually, if you just stop, take it simple, do the basics consistently, the boring stuff. And when I say consistently, I don't mean for two weeks or two months. <laughs> I'm talking like two years. Then you'll get the rewards at the end of it. But I don't know how many people are willing to do that these days. Yeah. And, and you know, if if I'm... If, not that I'm not willing, but if, if I'm honest, it's like, it's that, that consistency piece, especially for me more probably in, in, when it comes to strength training. I, I am all in on the value of strength training. I understand the injury reduction angle of it. I understand the performance, uh, you know, it just muscle strength, muscle endurance, muscle power. You're going to cover more ground. Like there's so many, there's so many benefits to, you know, not being jacked, but like to building strength and being consistent in the gym. Um, Yet, yet it's just something, it's an area where for me, for whatever reason, the strength training is, is a little bit easier to put off. And then of course you start putting it off. Oh, I'll do it after, I'll do it after this call with Sam. Or I'll do it after I have lunch. I'll do it after I take the dogs for a walk. And then pretty soon, you know, it's dinner time. And then it's, well, all right, well, I'll, I'll do it now. I'll do it tomorrow. And then, you know, tomorrow never quite gets here. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that other than just like, like, you know, I mean, we're an instant gratification culture and, and we want, we want it now. We want the newest hack and we want the newest, the newest tweak and the newest, the newest best shiny thing. Um, but again, that's okay, maybe going back to overcomplicating what doesn't need to be that complicated. Um, the basics are the basics and the fundamentals, like they're the basics and the fundamentals for a reason. Yeah. And, and look, it's, it's really hard because there's a whole industry based around this stuff. The people that are, you know, making the videos and and putting out all the content and saying you need to do this that and and the other ultimately there's there's a business there and do you know what actually it's great for people like me who believe in the fundamentals and you know 
just want to see as many people doing as well as they can because actually there's now there's a gap in the market for people like me now who just actually talk sense because common sense i feel like in the fitness industry has just gone so far out the window that it should be insane that we are doing a whole podcast and essentially we're just talking about doing the basics consistently (laughs) but we're in a place with fitness in general lifting running whatever it is that actually it's almost controversial right yeah do do, 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 do do you agree or no i i do it's 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 one of those things where not that not that we're necessarily selling this but like like it's almost so simple that it's like well that that isn't worth like there's got to be something better right and 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 again you can look at this in, in all manner of you know diet and nutrition and it's like you know some type of protein some some type of, of fruit veg some type of plant plant stuff you know some some good complex carbs yeah. like you know make it to what fits for you and and, and what fits your tastes and, and preferences and things like that but like you know we, we don't need to overcomplicate it yet and how many of you know oh it's too it's too difficult to go to the grocery store and get the the ingredients so i'll 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 buy this this delivery service that brings me all the ingredients and they're already pre-chopped yeah. and they're already this and that and the other and like and not that that's bad but like you're just adding more complexity to like getting some vegetables, getting some 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 chicken or some meat or some tofu or whatever your protein sources might be, and like I don't know, it's just yeah, I I I, I totally agree what you're saying, and, and sometimes it's I I have to just take a take a little break from social media because it's like so much stuff and it's just like it's it's just not that complicated, folks. But but yeah. the messaging is out there and we, and we think it's complicated and we think it. And then, and then you try heart rate training for two weeks and you're like, well, that doesn't, that didn't do anything. Um, yeah. because back to your point of consistency being a year's <laughs> thing, not a week's or a month's thing. Um, and, and you try some of the fancier stuff and you feel like you see results in two weeks, but two years down the line and you're broken down and you're injured or, or, you know, you're burned out and that didn't do you any favors in the big picture. No, for, for sure. Um, I think, uh, X Twitter, whatever we're calling it is, Actually, a lot better to be fair than I do places like Instagram. I'm not even on TikTok, so but I know it's an absolute mess. So we won't even bother with that. But there are a lot of really good people putting out really good stuff on X that's really really helpful. Um, we've spoken about Zone Two a lot just there. We've got a shout out to uh, David. I think do you follow him as well? I don't know. I probably Miss, do. Mr. Slow Easy Comfortable. Mm-hmm. He uh, yeah like. I've followed him since I started on Twitter, like maybe April this year. And he is like banging the drum relentlessly on that zone two stuff, um, which I love to see. And I love reading them because he does such a great job of saying pretty similar because the message stays the same, mm-hmm. but it's interesting every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then what's, what's rewarding for me as, as somebody who has been trying to, to spread that word and, and, you know, as, as a coach, I try to, yeah, I don't force anybody to do heart rate training, but at least like, you know, slow down, run your easy runs easier. Like you don't need to be killing yourself yeah. for every, every three miler or four miler or five miler um, is when the light bulb goes on and they, 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 they just commit and they trust for a little while. And then there's a race and they're like, where did that come from? And I was like, remember that last six months of running easy that we've been doing? Yeah. That's where that came from. And now, you know, now imagine what it's going to be like six more months from now, 12 more months from now, 18 more months from now. Um, you know, we're just, we're just scratching the surface. It just takes, it takes, 
takes consistency of spreading the message and, and hopefully eventually it starts to, to get through. Um, and then it takes that consistency and, and that patience to, of actually implementing to see the results. Yeah, for sure. And so question for you really on, on coaching, I completely agree when you see the light bulb go on and in, on, in someone's head and they, they realize something that's probably the most rewarding bit that I've found when I've been coaching, but what is for you the, the best light bulb moment that you've had or someone's result or race that you've been the, the most proud of? Oh goodness. Um, without, without singling anybody out because uh, there's, there's been, mm. there's been several, but it's, it's the folks that have been, been, you know, chasing some type of goal, whether it's, it's, a, you know, breaking four hours for the marathon for the first time or, um, or maybe, maybe even better is I could, I could like, don't even dare to dream of a four hour marathon, or I don't even dare to dream of a two hour half marathon. Um, and then I'm looking at things going, you know, and, and maybe we're still a ways off. Maybe we're at 420 or maybe we're at, you know, uh, two hours and 15 for the half or whatever, but I'm looking at things going, yeah, we're, I, I see a two hour half marathon. Um, not, not in the yeah. next race, maybe not even in the next year or maybe not even in the next two years, but like we're on a good trajectory and, and, you know, I, and, and then I've had folks that are like, I don't see it, but if you're telling me, okay, you know, I'll, 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 I'll believe you, or at least they'll tell me that they believe me. Um, and then eventually, you know, we get eight months down the road, 12 months down the road and we're making that gradual progress and we're still not there yet. But all of a sudden, like, the easy runs are starting to, to tick down almost like with your, your, your 10 K like, you know, an hour and three in the 10 K isn't, isn't your PR, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh, but at this heart rate, like, and the mind yeah. starts to open up what's possible by building that base. And I think, I think that's, that's the thing for me where it's just like, they start to see that, that some of these goals that, that, that maybe were pipe dream type of goals are like, maybe not quite within reach, but we're on, we're on the path and, and we're going to get there. Um, and it just requires more, you know, staying on, staying on the, Staying on, I don't want to say on the straight and narrow, but staying on this path that's working and not getting distracted yeah. by all the other things that are going out there. Just be consistent and keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And I think that's so true that actually everyone is capable of so much more yeah. than, than they probably think. It might take a bit longer than you'd have liked, mm. but it's 100%, uh, 100% achievable yeah. for everyone. And I think everyone... I mean, this, this is obviously never going to happen. Probably a bit controversial, but I do think everyone should run a marathon at least once. Mm. <laughs> You're talking to experience. a bunch of runners, so nobody's going to be too upset at you here. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I get cancelled here. Right. Um, you mentioned there as well the the straight and narrow, which kind of led me to a, a question as well. So when I was training for the marathon this time around, I took four months completely sober, didn't mm. drink a drop of alcohol for four months, which is great felt really good had a good time um interested to know what, what your standpoint is on alcohol really um i mean i i i i have never gone that type of a time time period of of abstaining from drink um i usually have like a drink maybe one night midweek and and one maybe two nights on maybe both nights on the weekend um but it's, it's very rarely more than a drink. Um, and if, mm. you know, if there's, if, if things are crazy, I got something that's going on early tomorrow, whatever, like, and I, you know, I don't have a drink one, you know, on a, on a Sunday evening, it's hardly, a, hardly an issue. So, um, <sighs> I, I've kind of toyed with the idea of, of 
you know, of, of having a period without just to just kind of see what the, how, how I feel differently. And, and I certainly, um, I don't notice that, that I feel dramatically different, but it's, you know, I got the aura ring and some of the data trackers and things like that. And like, like, mm. you know, as, as accurate as those things may be, like they definitely show that the nights I have a drink, the sleep quality is a little bit less and, you know, like some of those types of things. So it's, yeah. it's interesting to, to play with. And, um, and I don't doubt that, you know, after three, four five months of not having a drink, like that it, that you probably do notice a difference. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely noticed the difference. It's then just a case of, well, where's the, the kind of trade off? Cause actually I learned how to have a good time and do all the stuff that would normally have involved alcohol mm-hmm. without alcohol at all. But no matter what anyone says, especially you know, over in England, quite a big drinking culture. You know, we like to go to the pub. Mm-hmm. The Rugby World Cup's about to start. First game's actually tonight. Drinking, you know, it <laughs> all comes alongside that. And I do think you miss out on a bit of the experience if you don't do it, you know, with, mm-hmm. with your mates, with your friends, whatever. But as you say, there's definitely a, a balance to be had there. But I think this is something I'm always interested to see because I think people talk about it a lot on on Twitter for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the people who say you should just cut it out completely probably talk, talk the, the loudest, which I guess makes sense. Um, so yeah, always, always something that I'm interested to hear people's perspectives on. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think to me, it's one of those, um, I don't want to say it this way cause it's kind of cliche of the everything in moderation and moderation, but like, you know, if your vice mm. is that you're going to have a, a, a drink a couple times a week, but, and especially if you're not not like stacking all of my drinks on one night, you know, because then that that I think is is maybe more of a problem than a drink here or there or a cup. But but again, to each their own. And how do you feel? And and let that be kind of something of your guide too. Like if you know, for me, having a drink or or two maybe isn't as big of an issue. But somebody else, maybe it is. Maybe they feel real crappy the next day. In which case, maybe you know, maybe it's not worth it. You know, to again, to kind of letting that be your guide. And uh, I try to, I, I guess I've kind of consciously changed my my schedule a little bit to where most of the nights that I'm having a drink are days that I'm not running in the morning. So it's like, I'm sleeping in mm. a little bit more. I'm not getting up to go run. Not that I ever felt bad having a drink and then going for a run the next day, but just like, I you know, like one of those, like I'm not asking as much of myself in the morning. So maybe, but again, I mean, it's, it's, it's all to each their own. And, and ultimately like, you know, how are you feeling? I think is, is to me the answer to that or the, where to, how to answer that question. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. So Very interesting. We are, uh, over an hour, which doesn't all often happen. Time flies when we're having fun. Um, <laughs> and I've got so many more things I want to talk about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead and say that I'm going to invite you back on here one of these days in the not too, too distant future. Because I feel like we've, again, scratching the surface, could keep talking, probably could easily keep talking zone two and just kind of easy benefits of, <laughs> of or running easy, training easy. I want to get into triathlon a little bit at some point or, you know, yeah. Ironman, but, uh, Again, we'll, we'll save all those for, for another time. But I am going to ask you one more question before we get you out here today. If you have time. Do we still have another five minutes um, or so? I've got time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, philosophical question, how I, how I typically wrap these up. Kind of like the introductory question in that, you know, it's, it's a generic question. Uh, you can take it wherever you want to go with it. And, and that's where we'll put the, the, the bow on things today. But in the, uh, in the couple years that you've been running now, you know, since, since at least since, since running the Paris Marathon, running London earlier this year, um, kind of shifting more into this hybrid fitness, hybrid athlete role of, of, you know, running. And, and obviously, you know, if we're going to 
eventually talk about Ironman in the next next go around. Um, you know, cardio cardio training in general. Um, why do you do it? You know, why why has some cardio, some running, um, become such an important piece of the the overall fitness puzzle for you? But also just I'm I'm assuming kind of a, a good part of your your routine. Yeah, great question. Um, why do I do it? A few reasons. The physical, obviously. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I like to, I like to you know look decent on the beach with my shirt off and do a lot of exercise helps with that. But actually, why do I do it? I think because I can't function without it. Um, there's nothing better to to clear your head than a nice long run bit of time on the bike, bit of time in the lake or in the pool now that I'm um, I'm training for the Ironman, as you say. Uh, same in the gym. When you've got, you know, 100 and something kilos on your back, your mind can't be anywhere else. And I think being present is incredibly difficult in today's world. And it's something that we should all be looking to do a bit more. I just happen to do that through exercise. I think it's my and a lot of people's version of, of meditation so yeah that is why i do it i love it i love it as as uh is often the case i'm nodding ahead going yeah yeah i get that totally get it um y'all follow sam on twitter if, you, if you're still on twitter follow my man at the sam gibbons on twitter all one word no dashes no underscores no none of that nonsense at the <laughs> sam sam gibbons g-i-b-b-o-n-s uh, disruns.com slash 1190. Any other places to, to follow you, Sam? I, I apologize. I should have, should have asked that earlier. Websites, other social um, medias, anything like that. You said no TikTok. Any, any other places you like to hang out? <laughs> I don't do TikTok um, either for the record. I'm, it's not my jam. So you're, you're in company there. Good company or, or otherwise. <laughs> we're, we're in the same, same boat. Twitter, um, or X is, is the place if, if you want to hear about running. I am on Instagram, but it's really, I never really post on there. I actually delete the app pretty often because I think it's terrible for my mental health. So yeah, find me on, on Twitter. There will be something coming in terms of website newsletter, but not there yet. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure if that's in place when we, I, I'm going to say, we're going to do this again. If you're, if you're willing to do this again at some point, we'll, we'll make sure it would be this. a privilege. I would love to do this again. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll plug that when, when the time is, is right. But for right now, y'all, like I said, Twitter at the Sam Gibbons, Disruns.com slash 1192 is the link for the show notes. All the things, all the links, obviously, to his Twitter, things we talked about today as well. Um, Sam, this was, this was, this was, I don't want to say it was better than I expected because I expected it to be really good, but this was really good. So <laughs> thanks for, for making the time today, my friend. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to continuing to, to connect and follow you on, on Twitter. Um, and I'm certainly looking forward to doing this again at some point in the not too distant future. But until then, uh, be well. Keep keep spreading the good word on on running easy and taking care of yourselves and building fitness overall. And uh, thanks for making the time today, my friend. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sam and myself. And as per usual, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What's that little thing that's that's still kind of buzzing around in your brain, still kind of making you think a little bit? What was your takeaway du jour? Say it with me now. Du jour. Um, for me, I mean, so many good things. Obviously, we talked about kind of you know running slow, heart rate training, that type of stuff. Uh, and you know, you know that's my that's my sweet spot. But I'm going to go somewhere else in terms of my takeaway for today. Even though I could have had about seven takeaways from today's conversation, uh, and that's the idea of being a hybrid athlete. And and 
you know, I mean, I, I, I think of myself as a runner, right? You probably think of yourselves as, as runners too, or at least some of you probably do. Um, but I really like this idea of being a hybrid athlete, whether, whether I'm going to call myself that, whether I'm still going to default to being a runner. Uh, I do think it's important. Obviously I've talked about this in the past and sometimes I'm better at, at doing some other training and others cross training and strength training and mobility work and things like that than others. But it really is the key. I mean, I think it's, I think it's the best thing that we can do for ourselves from a running perspective, right? You want to be a better runner, be a better all around athlete, be healthier, be stronger, be more mobile. Um, but also, you know, beyond running, you know, which, which again, I mean, running's, running's important to all of us. You wouldn't be listening to this, you know, over an hour deep if running wasn't important to you. Um, but also, you know, life, right? Like, like taking care of life, taking care of stuff around the house, taking care of your family, things like that. All, all of the things we do in life work better when we're in as, as, um, good of a level of fitness as possible. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it. English might not be my, my, my strong suit, even though I talk for a living, but the, the healthier we are holistically, the better, the better we are again as runners, but also just as, as people in the world and members of our family and, and, you know, all, all aspects. I believe that maybe you disagree, but I, I believe that. And as such, we need to be well-rounded in our fitness. So lift a few weights, do some yoga, do some mobility work, um, get good sleep. Like all those things that, that, kind of make a holistic athlete or a hybrid athlete um, are kind of going to help make us better runners too. I, I believe that. And that's something that I need to, to continue to work on. And, and with talking to Sam and, and um, you know, just kind of him putting that, that verbiage in my brain of, of being a hybrid athlete, um, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. We always think that, that means that the, that the master of none is a bad thing. And he even said, you know, the Jack of all trades, master of one in there. Um, but the saying goes is oftentimes better than a master of one. If you're well-rounded, you're more resilient. And, uh, again, that might just make us a better runner. You might avoid an injury. So you continue, continue to consistently train and that moves your fitness forward. Um, so many benefits of being a hybrid athlete. So that is my takeaway from today's episode. A brilliant talk with Sam and, um, whether you liked him or not, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, but we're definitely going to going to put him on the calendar again for somewhere, you know, and try not to make him, uh, you know, wear him out and, and have him on too soon, but also not going to kick that can too far down the road. Cause we left a lot of ground uncovered and lots of things that I'd like to get into more with him. Uh, so anyway, we're going to, we're gonna have Sam back for sure. Anyway, that's, that's it for today. That was my takeaway. Be a hybrid athlete. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it at Diz runs on X at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on threads at Diz runs on Instagram, basically at Diz runs on whatever Zuckerberg's doing and Musk is doing and you know, anybody else that's that I'm going to be at Diz runs more, more than likely. So find me there, share your takeaways from today's episode. If you want to do it the old fashioned way, the old fashioned way, send me an email because that's old fashioned, right? In 2023, that's old fashioned. Anyway, shoot me an email, disruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, disruns.com slash 1192. We'll get you there. Disruns.com slash 1192. Thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways down there in the comment section, which is beneath the photos, beneath the links, beneath the write up. But it's, you know, it's there. It's there. You just got to scroll down a little bit type away to your little heart's content and let me know what stood out to you from today's episode. Once again, if you're ready to dip your toes in the heart rate training waters, or maybe you've done so recently struggling a little bit, maybe you're just curious to learn a little bit more. What is this heart rate? I hear him talk about it all the time. Let me, let me get some basic info. Disruns.com slash heart rate keys is the link. Quick giveaway, easy peasy to kind of skim through, learn a few things, maybe pique your interest. Maybe you go, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, I would encourage you to dive into it. But hey, you know, you got to make sure that running's fun first and foremost. But if you're ready to to learn more about heart rate training, maybe how to make it a little bit easier to implement into your routine, disruns.com slash heart rate keys is the link. Hopefully, those of you that have gotten that already, let me know what you think about it. Um, love to, to do more of those kinds of things if you find them useful. Would love to not waste my time doing those kind of things if they are not useful. So let me know what you think. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Sam and I with you today. Until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.